even though she was in pain and going through suffering herself, that's what she did. And the Lord blessed her. She was always healed and was sent back home. And then something happened again. I don't know. Somebody got to pray for her and she'd go back in. But we get stronger. We get firm and steadfast. Live your life with purpose. Change someone's life for the better and leave a lasting impact on those around you. Welcome to Finish Strong, the podcast designed to help you discover your unique purpose and develop a plan to leave a powerful legacy. In this episode, Dan, Brian, and Terry answer the question, why is there so much pain in life? Here's Dan, so let's get started. Everyone goes through hard times in life. No one escapes pain. I don't care how much money you have, how famous you are, There are problems that we all face and no one has the perfect life. One of my favorite quotes was by C.S. Lewis. He says, God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our conscience, but shouts in our pain. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. Sometimes God gets a hold of us and gets our attention because of pain. So the title of this episode is Why Is There So Much Pain in Life? And I'm joined by Brian Rowland, Terry Steen, I'm Dan Wheeler, our producer John Matarazzo is here, and we're going to talk about this in depth. Terry, I I hear it from people all the time. Um, I'm a Christian. Why do I have so much pain in my life? (laughs) Yep, and I'm sure we could all just nod in agreement, can't we? (laughs) Because it does happen, and that's one of the things we'll be talking about as we we move forward into this. But you know where it all started. We've all heard the story. Adam and Eve, we live in a fallen world, and sin entered. And I have to say, Eve probably got a bad rap because if it wouldn't have been her somewhere down the road humans are just so frail the devil is so uh, tempting and if you read in the second and the third chapter of genesis it tells a story how god gave him the one tree not to eat from and then satan told his lies and eve saw how good the tree looked and it was pleasing and desirable and the rest is history. We all have different sources of pain. I feel like in my own life, some of the greatest pain I had and I experienced was self-inflicted. Hmm. I mean, you know, just getting away from God, getting out, living life my way, doing it uh, on my own. You know, that song, I did it my way. Uh, the Bible says, there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is destruction and death. And we've you know, we've got to go God's way. So it can be self-inflicted. I know others can inflict pain sometimes. They can say very hurtful things. They cannot be supportive when we're going through difficult times. Sometimes you feel like your friends turn on you. I've been meaning to talk to you about that, Dan, but we can wait till <laughs> afterward to discuss that. Yeah, but well, we got to go now. Oh, okay. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you always staying with me. See, I can count on these guys. <laughs> They're going to go take a, have a cup of coffee. Uh, of course, as you mentioned, you know, Satan and his temptations uh, can lead you down a very painful road, and he causes pain. But have you ever thought, does God cause pain? Hmm. Have you ever asked that question? I think there's yeah. a a couple verses in John chapter 9 that are kind of surprising. I was reading this the other day. It says, I'm reading from the King James Version, and as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. 
And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. And then Jesus goes on to heal him. (laughs) He put some mud on his eyes and he healed the blind man and brought his sight back. So God was glorified, but it seems as if God allowed that to happen so that Jesus could heal him and bring glory to God. So, I mean, that's something to consider that when we're going through things, we're going through pain, ultimately maybe it'll be for God's glory. And I think about my own life and going through the loss of Beth, and yet that was what spurred the start of Fearless Faith Ministries and the creation of it. And here we are, guys, five years down the road now, and we do our videos on Facebook every day. We call them your morning cup of inspiration. We've written a devotional. I've written the book about Beth and our journey. We've got an Instagram page that's going great. And here we are doing a podcast, and this is our 10th episode. So, Brian, as Christians... We're not exempt from pain, are we? Uh, no, no. A lot of people would like to say that. Well, I'm a Christian. How come I, you know, I keep suffering or I'm going through this? And well, this is, is it true? Is it, is it ever going to go away? Yeah, it does go away. But the thing is, is that you're not exempt from pain and being a Christian. And I think what, what people don't realize is when you go through trials and have pain, you, you come out stronger on the other end. And I use, for example, when, when you're working out and you're breaking down muscle, and it hurts. But what happens? It gets stronger because you've broken that down and you've come out at the other end stronger than when you went into it. Paul was talking to the, to the church and, and he wrote the letter, I urge you, therefore, to reaffirm your love for him. This is Second Corinthians 2, 8-9. through Another reason I wrote you was to see if you would stand the test and be obedient in everything. They were going through trials. They had pain. And he wanted to make sure that they were strong and staying strong and standing, staying strong through the test because they were going to come out stronger on the other end of it. And the thing we have to remember is that Satan, he's going to and fro throughout the world here. And it says there in First uh, Peter 5, 8, be alert and of sober mind, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So there's going to be pain inflicted. We're not we're exempt from it, but we're Christians, but we have what we need to put up the defense and to get ourselves through that to come out stronger in the end. And boy, it seems like as a country, we're going through a lot of pain right now. And Amen. that's a good point that we do grow through pain. And I think our faith grows through pain. Terry, a lot of it is our attitude towards what we're going through. Yeah, and I think if we could come to grips with what uh, Brian was just talking about, then we could accept what the Bible tells us to do, which is basically to be joyful, to count it all joy. I know in 1 Peter it says rejoice in suffering so so we can be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. Part of it's looking long term. Part of it's looking at the internal rewards that we get from the pain that we go through and if we can do it in rejoicing. One of the greatest scriptures on this whole topic is James 1, 
And it's the second through multiple verses. But let me just read the second verse. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. I'm not going to spoil the surprise on why we're supposed to do that. That'll come out as we continue talking here. But we're supposed to count it all joy. I know Mm -hmm. in Proverbs it says that if we falter in times of trouble, how small is our strength or how small is our faith? So it's kind of our faith report card, the attitude we have about the pain in our life. And it's hard to do. It's very hard to count it all joy and think of looking at pain and suffering in that way, especially when we're anxious and we want the answers. And there are times when we're going through very difficult things, when we feel like God is silent. Have you ever felt like you're praying, you're praying, and you're like, okay, God, where are you now? Give me some direction. But his silence doesn't necessarily mean that he's not working, that he's not working behind the scenes on your behalf. I think of the story of Joseph um, in Genesis chapters 37 through 45. I mean, Joseph was a big deal. <laughs> he got yeah. eight chapters worth. But you think of what happened to him. You know, when his brothers saw him coming and they were jealous of him because his dad had given him a coat of many colors. And Joseph, it seemed like he was bragging a little bit about some of his dreams and they didn't like him. And they threw him in a pit. And God didn't necessarily reveal his plan to him. We don't read that God was communicating with Joseph through that. And then he was, you know, they sold him. And then he ended up with uh, working for Potiphar, a leader, and he was in charge of Potiphar's house. And then uh, Potiphar's wife came after Joseph, and Joseph rejected her and, and fled from her, and she grabbed his coat, and she falsely accused him of coming on to her. And so Potiphar had no choice. He had to put Joseph in prison. And still, you know, Joseph wasn't given the plan out of that one. And then uh, there were two uh, people in prison who had dreams, the butler and the baker, and Joseph interpreted the dream, and uh, the baker was killed, and the butler was restored. And he said to the butler, don't forget about me here in prison, but the butler forgot about him. And then finally, uh, Pharaoh had a dream, and he needed someone. And then the butler remembered Joseph. But you think of all the years Joseph was kind of in exile there and in prison and things not going well. And then uh, when he interpreted the dream for Pharaoh, God helped him. He lifted him up, put him second in charge of all of Egypt. And then he was able to help his family. He was restored with his family. But, you know, I'm sure there were many times when Joseph said, Lord, I've been faithful to you. What in the world's going on? Mm -hmm. And it finally hit him. That what his brothers did to him, God meant for good. And if we could only fight through those same things that we face in our life and get to the point where it finally hits us, ah, this is why I've been going through that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Brian, you told me a story the other day about some wires and and a technical setup. Yep. You know, and it sort of reminds me of when we're. When we're praying, we're going, God, where are you? We don't realize that he's working behind the scenes all the time. And and 
what I use as an example is if you've ever been in a tech room in a recording studio or in an IT room where behind the computer hard drives and that and you see wires going everywhere and if you've never done that just look behind your television set I mean <laughs> everything that's going in and out of, of your screen and of, of your DVR and everything else I mean there's so many wires going and without one in place it's uh, it's not going to work and this is what's happening what God works behind the scenes he has things going everywhere and we don't know the time and place or when it's going to work but he has it plugged in when it's supposed to be plugged in so I look at it that way when I'm praying saying Lord I know that you're behind the scenes working on all this right now and if we do that we know that he has our best interest and it's going to be done according to his will I often think that pain and adversity tough circumstances keep me close to the Lord, mm-hmm. keeps me on my knees. I mean, it's like that quote I read from C.S. Lewis, you know, when things are going great, it says, you know, God whispers to us in our pleasures like, okay, don't forget about me. Right. But then he speaks in our conscience. We, mm-hmm. we hear him talking to us on what's right and what's wrong, but he shouts in our pain. And really, yeah. I, I like the... Uh, the analogy C.S. Lewis said, he said it's his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. That's right. Well, you even think back to the Old Testament, the children of Israel out in the wilderness. They, I mean, they're in the wilderness all those years, but yet it was serving a purpose. They had to grow. They had to understand. They had to learn to be obedient to God before he felt they were ready to go in and Take the promised land. So every journey has its purpose. That's right. It really does. Um, and, but there's things that we can expect if we handle the pain and the That's adversity right. properly. Brian, would you speak mm-hmm. to that? You know, I'll, I'll give you it right out of the Bible. It says in 1 Peter 5.10, And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while will himself restore you and make you strong firm and steadfast. So what can we expect? We can expect to become strong and firm and steadfast when we come out of this. And I look at that when my mom was in the hospital, she'd be in there and I'd say, mom, what are you going in for now? She goes, I don't know. There's somebody I need to pray for. I mean, she would be in there and as soon as she can get out of bed, she'd walk down room to room to room and pray for these different people, even though she was in pain and going through suffering herself. But that's what she did. And the Lord blessed her. She was always healed and was sent back home. And then something happened again. I don't know. Somebody got to pray for her and she'd go back in. But we get stronger. And, and like I said, he gives us strong, it makes us strong. We get firm and steadfast. And one analogy I'd use to that was when I had broken my leg, one of the t- many times I've broken my legs, <laughs> uh, I was looking at the, the x-ray with the doctor and the tip of the, the bone, the top uh, bone on your shin, where it had broken, it looked like there was a knot around it, almost like a ratchet wrench, you know, uh, that you put on the end of a ratchet wrench. And, and it was a big knob on it. And I says, Doc, what's that? And he goes, well, that's where the bone was broke. And I saw that side. He goes, oh, no. He goes, that bone is stronger now than it was when you broke it. And that's what happened after the break. It healed even stronger. And that's what happens when we have the pain and that when when we're broken, we come back stronger because God does does that for us. And it says that right there in 1 Peter 5.10. Yeah. And Terry, it seems like sometimes God is waiting to see how we will handle it. And will we stay consistent and steadfast? You know, it's sometimes it's uh, easy to you know, proclaim your faith in the Lord when everything's going great. And it's not so easy when things aren't going your way. 
That's true. That's so true. And you talk about steadfastness and you bring up James coming back to that first chapter at the second through the fourth verse. And it says, because you, uh, here's where I was reading that consider it pure joy when you face those trials, because you know that the testing of the faith develops perseverance and perseverance has to finish its work so that we can be mature and complete and not lacking anything. So that's all part of developing the faith, learning to persevere so we can be mature and be what Christ wants us to be. There's no better example than Paul. When you think about that, and we think, if I asked each of you guys to list the top five things that you feel are creating pain in your life, you think about those and then compare them to this list. I went and looked up the list of what Paul went through. (laughs) I found it in 2 Corinthians. He was in prison. He was flogged. Five times he was whipped, 40 times minus one. He was beaten with rods three times. He was shipwrecked three times. He spent a night in the open sea. He faced all types of dangers, no sleep, hunger, thirst, cold. You have all that. And then listen to what he says in Philippians, the fourth chapter. It's in the 11th verse, and he says, I've learned to be content Whatever the circumstances, and those were his circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. And he said, I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or want. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. We as Christians now think Our country is giving us the raw deal and Christians are being treated so poorly and they're all coming against us and life is so hard. Hey, (laughs) let's think about it for a minute, right? Now, wait a minute, Terry. This morning, I was having some trouble getting my Bluetooth speaker to work, and it must have taken me three minutes. So you're telling me that's not much compared to what Paul... I didn't realize it was three minutes. (laughs) Yeah, it was three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he realized he had to turn it on. to complain. Go for it. Isn't that the truth, though? The things that we feel are painful... Let's put them in perspective, right? Yeah. Well, you know, a guy that doesn't have any problems, never faces any adversities, is our producer, John John. Marazzo. I mean, (laughs) the guy. Okay, today we had a few technical problems. (laughs) We're testing him. Just a a few. Just a few. John, uh, (laughs) what are some lessons you've learned from adversity in your life? Have you had any adversity? (laughs) Oh, I've definitely had some adversity. And as. Actually, as Brian was talking about the broken legs that he had, um, I, I actually broke my leg when I was 14, and like I wow. didn't cry at all whenever that first happened. But uh, so I had a cast all the way from my foot up to my thigh, like, and I couldn't bend mm-hmm. it. It was a huge cast, and I ended up getting a paper cut. And I screamed <laughs> out, and I got, I had more pain from that paper cut, and I had. My mom and sister look at me like, you just broke your leg. Why are you, you had, you didn't cry for that at all, but you're crying over a paper cut. And it helped me put things in perspective. I'm like, you know what? This paper cut, 
that's not that big of a deal. And so, but the leg uh, didn't hurt in the breaking process, but the, when it fused back together, as Brian was saying, and now it's stronger, that was where the pain came. But without that pain, it wouldn't be stronger. Right. I've learned a lot from that, but you know, just putting that in perspective, that paper cut might feel sharp, but in, in a moment, that's not really that big of a deal. And so we got to just make sure that we're paying attention to where the pain actually is coming from and, and deal with it appropriately. On Finish Strong on this podcast, we always like, uh, as we approach the end of the podcast, to kind of talk about growing stronger through pain and adversity. How do we do that? You know, I when I think back to Beth's long illness and even before that, I had gone through an extremely difficult time personally. And again, it was self-inflicted. But it got so bad that I just I, I couldn't see up. And when I finally came through that and the Lord just revealed himself to me, I was ready then to face what I was about to face, which I had no idea what was coming in the fall. And that was Beth's cancer. And I often think that for some reason, I had to go through that to get ready to be strong enough. You know, there's a a process with gold where they filter out, they heat it up, they put it in the crucible, and they melt away all the impurities. And sometimes that's what it feels like. You know, Brian, it feels like God's got you in that crucible and there's no way out, but he's he's actually working in those situations and purifying us. He is, and that is what the point is, what I was using, um, uh, the, the description of the wires. It's the stuff that he is setting us up for and getting us ready for, and we don't know what it is, but it's got a divine purpose, and it's going to be for his glory. And if we let him work through us that way, we can know that everything we go through and every pain and every trial that we go through is for his glory and that he is going to show us in the end and we're going to come out stronger. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, you've probably heard the story of, you know, the caterpillar and how the caterpillar weaves its cocoon mm-hmm. and then tries to has to break through that cocoon to be a butterfly. Right. And about the guy that thought he was going to help the butterfly out, so he just pulled him out, didn't want him to have to go through all that. <laughs> and then the butterfly couldn't fly. He'd actually ruined him because God made the butterfly that way. It had to break through the cocoon on its own so that swings became stronger. And I feel like that's often what he does with us. That's good. That's a good one, Dan. So true. And, and you know, God did that specifically for Paul. I think if you'll remember, he had a thorn in his flesh. We don't know what that was, but there right. was something that was afflicting him. And he asked the Lord three times to have it removed and the Lord would not remove it. But here's the statement that he made. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. Said for my power is made perfect in weakness. And if we could grasp that, that his grace is there for us and his power makes us perfect when we're weak. It's it's that gift from God, but it's so hard to consider these things in our life as gifts. I know that there's people listening to us right now that are going through a hard time and you just can't see the way out. And uh, I'd like to pray for those people right now. Mm-hmm. Dear Heavenly Father, um, we all have pain. We all have adversity. It's just a fact of life. But it's how we handle it, it's our attitude towards it, and it's where do we run 
and we run to you, Lord. And I pray that every person that's listening to this and is saying, boy, I'm just at the end of my rope. I just don't see a way out. The pain is too great. I just don't want to go on. Oh, Lord, I pray that you would touch them. Yes, God. That you would just minister to them. Help them to know there is so much hope in you and that you have not forsaken them, that you have a plan for their life and plans to prosper them and not to harm them. And, Lord, we're, we're all kind of hurting right now here in America. We're seeing all of the problems our country faces and all of the discord and, and downright almost hatred and, and just people, Americans, not getting along with each other. And just it feels like we're so divided. And, Lord, the only one that can save us and pull us through this is you. That's right. So we just lift our nation and we lift our leaders up to you. And I pray that they would all turn to you and find you and that there would be a great and mighty outpouring of your Holy Spirit. We love you, Lord, and I pray that you'll help us all to finish strong when we've gone through adversity to make our lives count for you. And we ask it all in thy name. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, another great discussion. Good yeah. stuff on pain and adversity. Uh, you know, John, something that would ease our pain if... <laughs> is if people would rate this podcast and maybe give us five stars. Absolutely. Go to your favorite place that you're listening to podcasts, especially Apple Podcasts, and and rate and review. That means write what you think is valuable about this podcast and why somebody else should listen to it. That'll help more people discover Finish Strong by Fearless Faith, and that'll help this podcast grow so that more people can finish strong as well. Go to ffaith.org to see all of the stuff that they have to offer, a morning cup of inspiration. You can get a mug, you can get books, you can get devotionals. Get everything right there at ffaith.org. It's all designed to help you stay close to the Lord, to stay faithful, to stay strong, and to finish strong. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to us. We hope you'll tell your friends and family about our podcast, and we'll see you next time. God bless. Thank you for listening to Finish Strong. For more information about Finish Strong and Fearless Faith, check out their website, ffaith.org. Make sure that you rate and review this podcast to help more people accomplish their God-given purpose so that together we can finish strong.